we've loved serving with him over the years. I think I met you back in camp with, when my wife started with camp. My wife knew you before, long before I did. We both went to Tennessee Temple University back when Dr. Lee Robertson was still alive. And, and I got to watch him resign. And Dr. Faulkner was standing up there at 10,000 people in that auditorium. And he walked out the door. And Dr. Faulkner stood here and said, I feel like the loneliest man in the world. Uh, and he was at that point. But uh, it's, it's always a blessing to be able to see friends and brothers and sisters in Christ we've known for years. But the older I get, the more they keep going to heaven on me. And, and I'm glad I get to know uh, Ron Casey before he went to heaven and many others that have gone on before. And, and just what a blessing it is to serve in the family of God. Pray for us. We are seeking uh, God's will in our next step. We've, we've been preaching. I preached last week in Overland uh, for Open Door Baptist for Brother area and I preach at a lot of smaller churches when I say smaller um, most of your Sunday school classes would be the size of their church uh, so the less than less than 15 20 people um, and there's no small ministry God is in it uh, and and we've been able to to help these churches survive we just left New Testament Baptist Church in Waterloo uh, not for any any reason other than God told me to step down and move away. And I'm waiting for him to tell me where. <laughs> and you say, God doesn't do that. He did that with Abraham. And, and he's done that in other times in the ministry for us and, and moved us into places. We were with Brother Casey when he had cancer. I'd come to church on Sunday morning. Uh, I didn't know if he was preaching or if I was preaching. And uh, I'd walk in the door, and that's when I'd find out. <laughs> and it was just that way. We stayed ready, prayed up, and studied up for that reason. Uh, it's a blessing to be here tonight. And uh, it's, it's one thing to believe, as that song said. It's another to receive. We have to receive, too. The devil believes and trembles. Let's take our Bibles tonight and turn to Genesis chapter 6, if we would. Get to preach. I enjoy that. More than anything in the world, um, my wife Karen's with me. Our family's gone. I have six children. We've all sang over the years together. And, and uh, can we? Can I bring her up here? We can sing for you. Can we? She doesn't know, she doesn't know what we're going to sing. We never know what we're going to sing. Actually, we just kind of pick a song and go. Um. <laughs> Once I wandered in sin's black night And there was no way I could make my wrongs right And the old accuser to the Lord did cry He is a sinner and now he must die but then I heard a voice saying, Father, I'll go 
shall pay the sin debt on Calvary's flow. I'll bear in my body the marks of the cross to say this poor sinner who was sin sick and lost and did steal the blood that saves from sin and did steal the blood that cleanses within from the highest star in heaven to the depths of the sea it is still the blood of Jesus that brings victory to me. There are those who rely on the works that they do, and some men count on the times they pray through. But when the battle's over, and the last song is sung, I'll go home through the blood of my Father's precious Son. And it's still the blood that saves from sin. And it's still the blood that cleanses within. From the highest star in heaven to the depths of the sea, it is still the blood of Jesus. And still the blood of Jesus. It is still the blood of Jesus that brings victory to me, victory to me. All right, we're going to get into Genesis chapter 6. I want to talk to you about Noah, Noah and the ark. How many children know about Noah? How many, how many animals of each kind did Moses take on the ark with him? No, Moses didn't take any. Noah did. Oh, well, just, sorry, sorry, just had, to, just had to do that. All right, let's look here. Noah was instructed by Almighty God to construct an ark in the side of a boat. He was to build a, build a three-story door. This door was to prove to have great significance when the flood finally came to destroy the earth. Let's look at this and see the importance of this door here. In, in chapter 6, verse 16, it says, In a window thou shalt make in the ark, and the cubic shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark thou shalt set in the side with a lower second and third story thou shalt make of it. Now jump down to chapter 7, verses 12 to 16. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and the selfsame day entered Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast of his kind, after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, and every bird after every sort. And they went in unto Noah, into the ark, 
two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they went in, and they went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. Pay attention to this last phrase. And the Lord shut him in. Father, as we look into your word tonight, we pray, Lord, that you'll help me to recall the things that you've taught me from this passage. And, Lord, you speak to our hearts as only you can. Find Satan from here that he might not have any reign. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, this door was very significant. The, the Lord shut him in. What, 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 what was the significance of the door? This was the door of salvation. It was going to rain. And it wasn't going to just sprinkle. It was going to deluge. The water was going to come up from below as well as from above. And, and they hadn't seen a rain like that. Here's Noah in the middle of a field building a three-story boat the size of a football field. Equal, the cargo equals uh, about 522 railroad cars uh, in capacity. Uh, and they were bringing two by two of all these boats, or all these animals, in to the, the ark. Notice he brought male and female. Our society seems to be confused on that point after their own kind. And uh, they are messed up in that area. Um, but the Lord brought in male and female. Why? so that they could reproduce the earth after the flood, right? But the door was significant to, to them not drowning. The water raised 15 cubics higher than the highest mountain. Now, cubics about the span from the elbow to the wrist, 15 cubics higher. I don't know how long you can tread water but that's a lot of water. I got stuck one time swimming at Carlisle Lake. And I was out in the deep end of Carlisle Lake and I got a back spasm. And I didn't think I was going to get back. Uh, and I don't swim in the deep end anymore. I got hit last summer by a cow. 1,100 pound cow ready to calf. And, they, and the neighbor just bought her. She didn't want to have any part of the fence or any part of us wrangling her back into the fence. And she hit me like a bull, threw me five feet uh, in the air, ten feet back, landed me on my neck and my back. And I used to break and train horses, got thrown by my dad's horse. Now, I don't, I don't do very well moving around as quickly as I used to. But anyway, the, here's, here's the door of the, uh, that, of the ark that brought... His family in. Notice his family was the only one that was saved. He preached for over four, is it 400 years? Plus, 430, I think. And the only way, the only entrance into the ark was through the door. It was the only way for society to be saved. No other way would work. Um... I don't know about you. Notice that God had shut the door. 
just like Jesus is the only way to heaven and to be saved from hell, so is the door of the ark the only way to be saved from destruction and the flood. Here, all these people thought that Noah was out of his mind. Crazy. Building a three-story ship in the middle of a field, and it's going to rain. They're going to go in their houses. They'll be fine. God shut the door. Noah, let me in. There was no other way into the ark except through that door, and God himself shut it. It was a door of protection. Noah and his family found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Eight souls were saved by water. That means that, that, that he was able to get in the boat and his family was the only one saved. Men, listen to me. If the only people you reach for the Lord Jesus Christ are your family, how important is that? If the only people you lose is your family, we've got a problem. Did you know you can be very busy in the ministry and lose your family? You can be doing things for God and not take care of things at home. I noticed your big covenant downstairs on the wall. It says we agree to engage in family and personal devotion. But yet I know a lot of families that don't do that. Some of the blessed times we've had around our home have been around the Word of God and prayer. And man, we'd start at 10 o'clock at night and go till 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes talking about things they wanted to learn about. Some of the most precious times I know, we start out with 15 minutes, a plan for 15 minutes. Sometimes it goes two hours. But Noah was able to minister to his family. And eight souls were saved. You're here today because of those eight souls that were saved in that boat. So it was a door of protection. It was a door of separation. When God shut it, it was closed. He had friends out there. People he knew. His neighbors. Noah, let me in. Pretty soon. Noah, let me in. Noah. Noah. Pretty soon they stopped knocking. They couldn't get in. There are a lot of people that are trying to get into heaven. Through good works, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Jesus made a way for us to get to heaven. But if we don't go God's way, we're not going to get in. It's not by church membership, not how much you put in the offering plate, not how well you sing in the choir, brother. It's not by church membership. It's not even... Brother Mark, you sang a song. It's not even by believing alone, but you have to also receive. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou 
shall be saved. No maybes, no yesos, I'm going to heaven someday. And I'm going through the door of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what? One day it's going to be too late for some people. And for some it's already too late. And some of those folks you already know. Some have already gone on. Some of the worst funerals I've ever had to do as a minister were for the lost. Weeping and wailing uncontrollably because they didn't have any hope. Only those that went God's way were protected by judge, from judgment. We try to get in other ways. They just can't. Just can't. And you know what? Let's look at chapter 8. It's also a door of restoration. And God remembered Noah. Isn't that good? And everything and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water assuaged. That means it went down, if you don't know what that word assuage means. It went down. And the fountains also, the deep, and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rains from heaven were restrained, and the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. The ark rested the seventh day on the seventh month, I'm sorry, the seventh month on the seventh day of the mount on the mountains of Ararat. The waters decreased continually until the tenth month and the tenth month and the first day of the month. And they were on the tops of the mountain. The tops of the mountains were seen. Notice this wasn't any little flood. The highest mountain. And they couldn't find it because the water was over it. Fifteen cubits higher. And it wasn't until later that they were able to see the tops of the mountains. God remembered. And God promised something. He promised that he would not destroy the earth again by flood. <clears throat> and he sent something. I was, I was driving across the Popper Street Bridge, and I saw two beautiful rainbows, one on both sides of the, of, of the Popper Street Bridge. We got to drive between them. And I had a CB at the time. I was witnessing the truck drivers going back and forth because I had a long way to go to work. And I was talking to the truck driver. I said, see, God keeps his promises, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he, he reminded us twice today about it. The rainbow's a promise for you young, young children that don't know that rainbow's up there to remind you that God won't flood the whole earth again, ever again, with a flood. God created four seasons for us to enjoy. Although in St. Louis, I think we go from spring to summer, or, or from winter to summer, and skip, skip spring most of the time. But that door, no matter how hard you try, no matter whether or not God's way to heaven makes sense to you, you cannot be saved from destruction of hell unless you trust the door to heaven. Who's that door? 
John 10, 9, says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. Maybe he'll be saved. No. For sure he'll be saved. Noah stood on that field with a hammer in hand. The rain's coming. God told him seven days before they got they went in that he seven days he had seven days to get the animals in. God brought the animals to him two by two. The elephants and the kangaroos, they all jumped in. But they all came through the door. My friend, if you're here today without the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll miss heaven. You'll be outside knocking. And when God shuts the door, it's over. The only way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Aren't you glad Jesus made a way? But any other way besides that won't get you there. When I was 17 years of age, 9-11-1978, it has a significant day for a lot of reasons. 9-11-1978, 9-11-1978, I was a church member, been baptized, made a profession of faith. I was sick over Labor Day weekend. I was listening to uh, Jerry Lewis' telethon. Jerry Lewis came on at, my, both my parents died when I was 10, six months apart. And I was 10. I thought 50 or 48 was old. Mom was 48. Dad was 50 or something in there, right in there. And I thought that was old until I was sick with the flu on the couch watching these kids come across the platform. And child after child, they said, you know what? Kids die too. And I realized in, in my heart that I really didn't know Jesus. And I was adopted by my Sunday school teacher and her husband. They adopted my older sister, my younger brother, and I. They didn't have any kid to their own. And they put me in a Christian school. And I was. they had a, a revival meeting at the Christian school. And evangelist Randy Hogue spoke there. And I don't remember his text, but I know I, I, his, his outline was on the reality of realities of life. And he told the story of the game of Monopoly that was created during the Depression to make people rich. Boardwalk, Park Place, New York, get that uh, St. Charles Avenue, and, and you get all that, and start collecting rent on all that, build motels on it, and you're rich. Except they were in the Depression. And they closed the game board, and they were really poor. He said, a lot of you walked in that door today. You carry a, carry a Bible in hand and sing the songs of God. can tell somebody how to go to heaven. But the reality is you're playing church. And if you walk out that door 
without Jesus and die, you'll go to hell. And I knew as a young man at 17, I knew he was talking to me. And I walked, you know what a mimeograph, how many know what a mimeograph machine is? They had a mimeograph office over the side of the church, the chapel that the school was in. I knelt to my metal folding chair and trusted Christ, made him not only a Savior, but Lord of my life. I said, Lord, you take hold of my life. You lead me the way you want me to go. Have I messed up a few times between then and now? Sure. But I know I'm going to heaven. And the board was closed. Reality set in. Now I can say, I'm on my way to heaven. Are you? Do you know some friends and family you need to talk to before the doors close? God help us. Help us, Lord, not to be so wrapped up in our own world that we forget that the lost are out there and they need a Savior. And the only Savior that they can have is the Lord Jesus Christ. Or there are folks here that might be playing church. Lord, only you know their hearts. They might be able to tell somebody better than I can about how to go to heaven, but don't know themselves. Only you know their heart. There might be somebody out here, Lord, you've been working on their heart for the mission field or for some area of service here. I pray, Lord, that they would just come and and give their life to you. Or there might be one here that needs to lay somebody on this altar tonight that's lost and just give them to you and ask you to work in their hearts and lives. Lord, I pray that you work during this invitation time. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.